everybody, welcome to DriveThruView 597. Today we're going to take a look at Sentient. Now, this is a brand new game coming out from Renegade Games. It's designed by J. Alex Cavern, who's done Gold West and a couple other games that are escaping me right now, but he's done uh, quite a few games now. And this is an interesting kind of game. It's sort of a worker placement area control game where you're collecting these cards that will manipulate these dice that you roll at the beginning of every round in front of you and you'll kind of play the cards and it'll change the dice and all the dice are gonna help you score points and they all kind of interlock at the bottom of your little display there. Uh, but then you're also trying to sort of balance that with this worker placement thing. So it's really hard to describe. It's easier to just actually show you how it works. So let's do that and then I will tell you what I think. Okay, here is most everything that you get in the box. Now the first thing to note is players are gonna get this little kind of two-piece player board. Uh, so you start with a bunch of right-handed signs and you can see these have each a different uh, sort of category here. So this is service, uh, industry, military, transport, and I've got down here information on that. So you can take one of these halves and then you just take one of these other halves here and join them together and that will give you the name of your company. So this is Capital Partnership. Now you can see these little colored squares here and all that. These are going to match these different dice here. So players are each going to be given uh, one of these five different colored dice. Every round they're going to roll them, which I've just done. And so you can see I got a five green, three purple, or burgundy, five blue, two pink, and three purple. And uh, these dice are really cool, by the way. They've got kind of these unique little sort of circuit board things on there. And you get a bunch of tokens in your color. You get these little workers here, and then you get these little assistants here, these little cylinders. And then this little special guy here, I'll explain that in a minute. It's like a pass slash wipe token. And so what you're trying to do is acquire cards, which you saw in the previous shot. You get these and you plug them in down here. And then you're also trying to get area control and collect these little category tiles. So you can see these are uh, the tiles that were already attached to some of our player boards. There I've got information and then maybe here's industry. And you're trying to collect those because those also match uh, the different uh, categories of these robots. And that's what these cards are. So here's a military robot. And then this one I just showed you here, that's a transport robot and so on. So how does a turn actually work? So on your turn, you're gonna take one of your workers here with one or zero or more of these little cylinders, these assistants. You're gonna place them above the cards. So let's say I really wanted this transport robot here and I'll show you why in a minute. Maybe I'll place a worker there and then maybe I'll put a cylinder there and I'll explain why I would put a cylinder there or not. And then I'll just take the card and put it down under my player board and then we'll refill a new card and this card will be available for somebody else to play and maybe red comes there and they don't put a cylinder and they take this one or maybe red goes over here or something like that. So you're gonna go through and take cards and then you're gonna put them under your board. Now I would put this card right here because there's a couple things to note. Now whenever you place one of these robots under your board, you're gonna look in the top upper left and right hand corners. This little symbol here is going to manipulate the die that it's kind of connected to. So this is gonna reduce this one down, so that's going to go down to a four, and this is going to increase this one, and this is going to go up to a four. So now these are both equal, and that's good because if we look at the sort of scoring condition here in the middle, this says this will, this card will score if these two dice are equal, and the points here are at the bottom of the card. So you're going to get five points at the end of the round if this condition remains true at the end of the round. Now, if I went and grabbed this transport and put that here then that would be bad for this card because this will reduce this by one and this one will no longer be true. 
So if to prevent that, the other use here for these little cylinders is they can actually block one of those, or more if you've spent both uh, cylinders there, that would actually block both of these uh, dice changes from happening. So you want to keep these cylinders uh, behind sometimes to help mitigate. Maybe this card's really good, but you don't want it to you know, increment or decrement the die. So you want to keep some back for that. But you also want to place them out with your worker as I showed you because once the round ends, then we're going to go and look at these little valleys here where everybody's been placing their workers and cylinders and see who has area control in these little sections here for these little categories here. So if I move over just slightly, we can see this one on the edge here. Yellow's got obvious control. So they're going to take this one and they're going to add it to their display. Now there's nobody else here. So normally the second place player would get this one point marker, but nobody's there, so nobody gets it. Now moving over here slightly, we're gonna take a look now at both of these little valleys here adjacent to that marker. Now they each have three. Yellow's got one, two, three pieces. Red's got one, two, three pieces. So it's a tie. Now the break the tie is the most workers. So they've got the two little people here. Yellow has one person and then two other pieces of the cylinder. So red's gonna win this one here. And then now, of course, that yellow second place, so they're gonna get kind of a consolation victory point. So you're gonna walk all the way down here. Now you might say, okay, what if there's still a tie? Let's say it was like this, and the yellow actually did have two workers. Well, then we're gonna go based on turn order, and that's where this little special token comes in, which I'm gonna show you. So you can see here this little turn order track, and you can see we're gonna play three rounds. Now currently, red was the first player, the start player. You're gonna randomly shuffle up these little tokens and then put them in that order, and that's the order that you're gonna operate in. So red and then yellow, and then whoever else is playing. And then if there's a tie, like I said, as a complete tie, then whoever is currently, for the current round, we're in round one, at the top of that is going to then get uh, and break the tie because it's a little bit of a disadvantage in terms of the area control to go first because then the last person can go and kind of dictate what's going on. You do get an advantage in that you might get a card that you want quicker. Uh, but anyway, that's the case. Now the other thing you can do, you can see you have a second one of these. Well, instead of putting out a worker, you can put out your other token here and you put it there and then you can now wipe all of these cards completely out from underneath everybody and then you deal four out and usually we found people are thanking you <laughs> for doing that because sometimes you get uh, some kind of tricky cards here. And let's just take the opportunity here to look at some of these uh, different cards here. So like this one here will score if the left number plus the right number minus six, you're gonna get that many points. So that's a little bit trickier. Now this one here is interesting because it says, okay, if one of the dice is four, you can get two points. If both the dice on the left or right is four, you get seven. This is the hardest one to score, but also the one that's gonna score you the most points at the end of the round. And like this one, for example, if the left plus the right die is greater than or equal to nine, you get four points and so on. So there's all the different kind of configurations and manipulations of these cards. But again, one of the things you can do is place your other token there and then wipe the cards. That's effectively saying you're going last in the next round as well. And finally, the round's gonna end once players have played all of their workers and their tokens. So if you play all four workers without wiping the board, uh, then the last thing that you have to do is place your token. So typically, let's say if nobody had actually wiped the board, which is rare, usually you get a wipe or two per round, then the last thing that red's gonna have to do is actually play that. So typically if there were no wipes, then red who went first in the previous round would be going last in the next round. And then yellow, of course, their last thing would have to do that. So at some point you have to play that token. It's just whether or not if you do it last, 
then you don't get to wipe any cards, of course. But if you do it during the course of the round, then you get to wipe some cards, but you're going last, probably, or more last, in the last round. And then you can see these other tokens here, two and three. These are just the same uh, categories here that are gonna come out, so you're gonna try to collect a set of these in each of the different rounds. So finally, the ways that you're gonna score points, of course, is at the end of the round, you're gonna look at all the cards underneath your board and score points if they're legal to be scored. And it's definitely not unheard of to only score maybe three out of the four. And then once you take those cards and score them, you're gonna put them over here into a pile with any previous cards. And the only thing you're really worried about at that point are these categories at the top, so military, information, transport, and so on. And then at the end of the game, you're going to score a multiplier of these little investor tokens, these categories that you've collected through the area control, times the number of like cards. So for example, I have two of these military tokens, and then now, let's see, I've got a total of three of the military cards, so I'd get six extra bonus points for that. And so you kinda want to sort of dual purpose, uh, you know, get the card that you want, because you're like, oh, my dice really match that and score that and during the round, but hey, I've got a lot of these tokens now, so maybe I should go after this card that matches that, because at the end of the game, I'm gonna get a better multiplier for that. So it's kind of this give and take between kind of the tactics of scoring this thing immediately, because my dice are more favorable to that, versus kind of the evolving strategy as you start to get more tokens and more cards of a certain type. It's like, oh, I should really go after military or service, uh, because I'll get a bigger bonus at the end of the game. Okay, so that is sentience, and as I am want to do, uh, let's talk about player count first. Now, I would not necessarily, I like uh, two player versus the three and four player uh, more or less. The game actually it plays out sort of differently in terms of like the strategy and everything. So in a two player game, uh, the st stableness of the row of these cards here is a lot more stable. <laughs> so you don't have a lot of turnover. You know, three, four player game, you take your card and you're like, oh, maybe I can plan to get this other card next to it and then the dice will change, I can change it this way and then the next card will change it and then boom, I've got like a bunch of points. The table's gonna change completely by the time it gets back to your turn. Whereas in a two player, you can kind of plan a little bit better, hopefully, unless the other person's really paying attention and maybe snakes it, the card you really want it. Um, but like the area control in a two player game is a little bit less fulfilling, I guess I could say. I always like air control more than two, usually, because you know there's just like more stuff going on. Billy's over there, Francesca's here. They're both going for that, so maybe I can sneak out over here and grab these two or three because they're really fighting over here. So you get a little bit more dynamics that way uh, with more players. But again, the volatility of all those cards and the whole kind of tactical round-to-round -round scoring, it's a little bit more difficult. I wouldn't say, I don't like it. I still like it because you still be like, oh, I got to deal with it. You know, do I use my pass token to go and wipe everything out? And I'm pretty much effectively, if I'm the first one to pass that round, I'm going last next round, uh, which is kind of good for the area control part. But, you, you know, you're not going to get that first choice card of that new four cards that is dealt for the round. Uh, so there's just a little back and forth. So I say it kind of feels different, you know, two versus three and four. But overall, uh, I enjoy the game. I, I like the, that, tug of war between, do I score this now? Do I try to get the category? You know, maybe it's gonna kind of screw up my board here. How much is it gonna screw it up? Like if, okay, if I put this here, yeah, I thought I was gonna score that, but now I'm only, am I gonna lose out on two points? You know, maybe I got one of the ones that's like, you need this exact number, which is really hard to get. So I got that thinking I could work around it, but no, it failed. 
I lose two points, but I, man, I can really get another military card because I've got a lot of these multipliers. So there's a lot of back and forth and, you know, sort of balancing between those two things. Uh, so I really like that. It's kind of like a worker placement area control thing. Um, it's a very different kind of thing because it's like, boom, I do this, I take it now. And then where I put my worker has implications, you know, into the future and that kind of thing. That's really cool. Um, so the artwork's really neat. Um, it's just got this real kind of, I don't know, it's, it's, it guess it feels kind of Blade Runner-y, but it's a little softer, like Blade Runner is like kind of dystopian. This is kind of not dystopian. It's sort of like the, it's like, I guess it's like the opposite of Blade Runner. It's kind of a lighthearted future Blade Runner kind of thing, but a lot of robotics and stuff. Uh, so yeah, so I definitely uh, take a look at this one that's sentient. Uh, thanks.